0: On this episode of Inside Boxing Live, you're going to hear from Jamel Herring, the former 130 pound champion, current broadcaster for top rank as we get into the Ryan Garcia Tank Davis rumors. Shakur Stevenson just announced the new fight. Fimo Lopez returns next weekend, and we have a full slate of fights coming up on Showtime Boxing. Let's get into it. Let's talk boxing. Inside Boxing Live coming up next. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of Inside Boxing Live, brought to you by John Boy Media. I am your host, as always, Dan Canobio. Thank you so much for being with me week in, week out. Last weekend, we took off as I was out in Los Angeles covering the Ryan Garcia-Javier Fortuna fight, being with my John Boy Media family as we're at the All-Star Game, went to the Home Run Derby, met a lot of boxing fans at our meet and greet at the Boomtown Brewery. Shout out to Victor from the 818. You know who you are, Victor. Uh, It was a great time out in L.A. uh, watching Ryan Garcia up close. Um, Great performance from the kid. Uh, Pretty much an A- performance. The only thing preventing me from giving him an A-plus was that he did get tagged a few times from Fortuna. But he was virtually untouched in this fight. He showed off the speed. He showed off the skill. He showed off the power. Uh, the footwork, I thought Ryan Garcia is now you know, rounding into form. This is now two fights in the last four months from him, and we'll see what happens. I mean, the, the fact that we're in a little bit of a slow period in terms of big fights happening, there's going to be some bigger fights in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, Anthony Joshua and Usyk, which I'll touch on in, in just a little bit. But right now there's not a lot of big fights being, you know, talked about, there's not a lot of, not a lot of big fights happening, so a lot of the headlines are being dominated by a Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis fight and that's great because I've been calling for that fight for a really long time. I'm not the only guy in the media or only woman in the media. I'm not a woman, a man or woman in the media, calling for a Ryan Garcia-Tank Davis fight. I think the time is now, the momentum is there. From what I've heard from Team Garcia is that they are negotiating a fight with Tank Davis, and you know by now what it's going to come down to. Who's going to make the concessions? Uh, It should come on Ryan Garcia's side, making the concessions, considering uh, that Tank Davis is... Uh, sells more tickets considering that he's uh, done pay per views and has done decent. Uh, considering that he has a better resume, uh, arguably a, a bigger star. But Ryan Garcia is a star, too. I mean, it was a big uh, attendance came out, it was like 12,000 at Staples Center. You know, Sean McVay was there, a lot of the Rams were there. Uh, I was there, that's what's most important. Uh, but it was a great night. Um, catching up with Ryan Garcia afterwards, he he pretty much wants a tank fight i mean that's what's going to that's what we're going to talk about uh with jamel herring who was our guest this week on the show what he thought of that fight you know he's been in fighter negotiation meetings he's been in these negotiations not as big as a tank ryan fight but he knows the concessions you have to make he knows what you have to give up and what you're willing to you know checks to your ego It's it basically comes down to because who's going to blink first which side is going to say you know what this fight maybe does belong just on showtime, or or is the Ryan Garcia side gonna dig in and say this is has to be the zone has to be involved uh in this fight. I think it could do anywhere between 750 uh, thousand buys to a million on the high end. And if it does 800 to a million, you know that's a big number, that's a huge number. We haven't come close to that number in the boxing world since Fury and Wilder. And as we'll, we'll talk about with Herring, is like Fury and Wilder were getting crazy guarantees for, for for that fight you know tank and ryan aren't at that level just yet so it could make money so it could be a joint pay-per-view i think right now both sides are kind of posturing with showtime saying it has to be on showtime and DAZN signs saying that we have to be in, involved with it so that's still like the big biggest story in, in the boxing world we'll talk about it with uh with jamel herring also uh, Shakur stevenson uh, made an announcement that he's going to be fighting in Newark uh, in late September, a Friday night, a homecoming fight. Uh, even though it's against a really tough opponent, and Robson Conceição. Now that's three really tough fights in a row uh, for Shakur Stevenson, going uh, from the Herring fight straight into Valdez, straight into Conceição. Now you know, throw in some of his past fights with Joe at Gonzalez, a bull Diaz, when he was still someone in his prime. You know he's 24 years old, uh, Shakur Stevenson on a rocket ship to the top of the pound for pound list. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Jamel Herring speaks very highly of uh, Shakur Stevenson, obviously, shared a wing with him, uh, last year. So I love that card too. I'm going to be there at the Newark, uh, in Newark for, for that one. I love the card because Bruce Carrington's going to be on it. Keyshawn Davis is the co main event. Top rank has arguably the best stable in in boxing right now. And they do a very good job at highlighting them and they do a very good job of getting them out in front of boxing fans like a Bruce Carrington, a Keyshawn Davis, a Richard Torres, uh, Xander Zayas, who's going to fight underneath Tiafema Lopez August 13th, which leads me into Tiafima Lopez uh, coming back August 13th. Did you catch that interview? He did, with Mark Kriegel? on ESPN last weekend. Yikes. I love Teofimo Lopez. If you've been following me and following this show, Teofimo has been a recurring guest and I consider him a friend, but he is still not over the loss. He's still not saying the right things or has the right mindset heading into this fight with Pedro Campa. Should he knock out Pedro Campa? Yes, but bigger fights loom for Teofimo Lopez. He is he is just, I don't know exactly what's going on with him mentally, you know, physically, and, and I think he has all the skills in the world, uh, but we'll talk more about that with Jamel Herring uh, as well. Some other news and notes that you see this, Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usyk, the rematch is happening uh, later this, uh, later next month, August 20th, and everything was signed, sealed and delivered. We got an undercard with Badu Jack on it and some other intriguing fights. Uh, we have a location, obviously somewhere in Saudi Arabia. But the only thing missing was, where is this fight going to land? Is it going to be on the zone? Which just signed this lifetime deal with Anthony Joshua. He left Sky Sports. But a little wrinkle in this deal, there's always wrinkles in these deals, especially with Eddie Hearn, is that he left it to the Saudis to work out their own uh, network deal or, or rights deal for this fight. So Sky Sports went from being out of the Anthony Joshua business so now acquiring the rights for this rematch. It's going to air on Sky Sports pay-per-view in the UK. There's still no word on where it's going to air here. Is it going to be on part of your regular DAZN package? Is it going to be a DAZN pay-per-view? Uh, we're only a few weeks away and we still are a little murky on how we're going to watch that fight. Uh, at least legally. I know that there's people out there who can get a stream of that one. I'm looking forward to it. That's obviously the biggest fight on the upcoming uh, calendar for the summer. Uh, that and, of course, the uh, Canelo Triple G, September 17th. Um, Jake Paul, Haseem Rockman Jr. If you're into that, that's next weekend at Madison Square Garden. So that's some of the latest news and notes. Uh, Mike Tyson miniseries. If you follow me on Instagram, at Dan Canobio, or on Twitter, uh, I put together a little reel, a one-minute uh, little video there on what this mini series is. Mike Tyson he has been in the headlines forever now. There's been movies about him, documentaries, one-night shows, one-man shows, I should say. We know the Mike Tyson story, especially if you're a boxing fan. But there hasn't really been, like, a series. There hasn't been a movie since 1995, HBO movie. But Hulu now has a, a Mike Tyson miniseries coming out August 25th. Uh, starring Trevante Rhodes as Mike Tyson, he is the, was the lead in Moonlight, which won an Oscar in 2016. Uh, it's a good cast. Hi, Harvey Keitel plays Customado. Uh, you got um, Laura Harrier from Black Klansman. She plays Robin Givens, and it's coming from the same producers, same writers, same team that brought you I Tanya, uh, the Tanya Harding movie that was awesome. So I think it. I have hope. I have hope that it's going to be good. I'll be reviewing it every week on the pod uh, starting August twenty fifth. I, I think it's going to be fun and an interesting wrinkle for this um, little mini series with Mike Tyson is that it's not authorized by Mike. He actually condemned the whole thing. He put out a strongly worded statement saying that they do not have my uh, you know, blessing. Uh, this is not a, an accurate portrayal. You know what? As much as I love Mike, that kind of makes me want to watch it more. I mean, we've seen The Last Dance uh, with you know that that's a documentary that was done with Michael Jordan. We're seeing it right now. It's Derek Jeter. doc. He's very much involved with it. So it kind of comes off like a, a PR type of you know a combined documentary where the subject is involved with it, you know, in the last dance, they did get into the gambling of, of Michael Jordan. They did get into his father's murder. They did get, get, get into some of the vulnerable parts of Michael Jordan, but who knows if we're going to see that uh, when we see uh, this, with Mike Tyson, but apparently if Mike isn't involved, that means that they are more likely to talk about uh, the downside, you know, the rape uh, charge and some of the, the the drug use and everything that we know from, from Mike Tyson. And uh, that's coming up August 25th on Hulu. All right, let's get into our picks this week. As you know, if you've been following along on the show, I have a beautiful deal with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn Big league action into big winnings with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any game and get $100 free bets instantly. Plus, all customers can combine multiple bets for a shot to win even a bigger payout with the same game parlays. I'm going to give you my same game parlay for this upcoming uh, Fights on Showtime. I have been using the DraftKings Sports app to bet on my beloved Yankees. I was at the Subway series this week, went to the first game. I put down 20 bucks on Aaron Judge and who was it? Alonzo to hit a home run in the same game. Judge did his part. Alonzo had four hits, none of them home runs. That would have, you know, it was plus 180 odds on that. So they have some really good stuff going on with the major league baseball. Obviously, they have their boxing picks as well. I'm gonna give to give you those in uh, just a second, but download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code BOXING. Very easy. Boxing. New customers can make any $5 bet and get $100 in free bets instantly. Promo code BOXING. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age el- eligibility. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trad- trademarks. Use with permission. All right, let's get into my picks this week. Uh, biggest card is coming to you over on Showtime. Uh, it's a fun card. It doesn't really, you know, nothing really jumps out of you. Like, oh, this is a super fight or this is like something, you know, we have to see no real title fights on the card, but it's still promising. Everything obviously headlined. With uh, Danny Garcia taking on Jose Benavidez, the brother of David Benavidez. This is at 154, a new weight class for, for Danny Garcia. Co main event's gonna see Adam Konaki, you remember him, uh, one, a one time hopeful in the heavyweight division to face Deontay Wilder before two straight losses to Robert. Hilliness, hes taking on Ali Aaron Dermezan, who is coming up a win over Gerald Washington. Gary Antoine Russell versus Rancis Bartholomew kicks off the card. Sergey Derivanchenko fights on this card. Julian J Rock Williams, Vito Milnecki—a lot of names. It's a—it's a pretty good offering, top to bottom. Uh, but I'm going to give you my picks, and I'm going to start. This is the same game parlay that you can get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app this weekend. I just narrowly missed it last weekend. I had. Uh, Lamont Roach winning, and then I had Ryan Garcia stopping Fortuna in round seven through 12. He stopped him in the sixth round, so I was close, (laughs) getting closer and closer. So let's take a look at it. I'm gonna go with Adam Konaki, money line, and you can get that at plus 130. And that's when I went back and forth on you know, Konaki looked awful in those last two fights against Hilliness, stopped twice, uh, just couldn't get out of the way of Robert Hilliness, but I just thought it was a bad matchup stylistically. For Konaki, a crossroads fights for him now. He's saying all the right things. You know what? I trained far away from my family for this one. Uh, the last two fights for Hilliness, I had family issues. I had sparring issues. I had training issues. He says he's going back to the basics. And for the basics, for Konaki, he's throwing a lot of punches. Close to 70 around. I'm pretty sure it's still number one among all heavyweights. Lands a lot of shots. Uh, but maybe he tones that down a little bit and works more on his defense because he does not move his head off the line. And Robert Healiness was just, it was just, boom, picking him off uh, left and right. Now you got Derramezin who, are we going to give him credit for that win over Gerald Washington? Gerald Washington should not have been in a, in a boxing ring, should not be ever, uh, you know, fight again. a guy took a lot of beatings, but Derramezin did look good against Gerald Washington. He is also a come-forward fighter. He throws upwards of 65 punches a round, which is a lot. for for This is going to be a back-and-forth. But the thing with Derramezin that I don't like is he's a little bit of a headhunter and doesn't really have a lot of power. So if Kanaki can get out of the way, Kanaki can use some defense. Says he's going to go back to basics. This is a crossroads fight for him. He's got his son. Needs to win to get back into the mix at heavyweight. He sells a lot of tickets. Uh, PBC can still salvage his career, get him in there with a bigger name. I think Konaki wins on the money line, whether it's a decision, whether it's a late stoppage, I'm going to go Konaki, the second leg of the parlay. This is the one I went back and forth on, uh, you can get decent value on Danny Garcia going to distance. Uh, you know, it hasn't had a knockout in a while. hasn't had a fight in a while. I think we're going to 18 months with no fights, but for the distance, you can get that at minus 200. You know, that doesn't really make a fun parlay. To me, it's more fun when we got plus money. And Danny Garcia, by knockout, TKO, or disqualification, you can get that at plus 175 right now. Uh, I think it makes it a fun parlay. I think it makes it a little bit risky. Uh, but that's why we bet, right? Uh, new weight class for, for Danny Garcia. Um, he's coming in at 154 pounds. Still has power. But we haven't seen the power in a while. He, need, he says he wants to be a, a three-time or three weight class champion, 140, 147, 154. There are some real savages at 154. I don't know if Danny Garcia can do that, uh, but arguably lost his last fight uh, against Emmanuel. Oh, excuse me, that was Benavides. But as we saw with, with Danny Garcia, he was coming off of that loss uh, to Errol Spence, which was a while ago. But I think he can, Garcia it, late, can stop Benavides. Benavides gets hit a lot. He comes forward. He lays on the ropes a lot. He fights with a lot of pride. He's past it. You know, this guy, talking about a guy in his last fight fought Emmanuel Torres. I thought he lost, was gifted a draw, get, got hit a lot in that fight against a guy with zero power. I think Danny Garcia should win. So if you want to maybe take the distance, you can get that for minus 200. But I'm going with Danny Garcia uh, for a stoppage, make a, making a point, making a statement at 154. You can get that for plus 175. So those are my two picks. Uh, Adam Konaki, money line for plus 130. Danny Garcia by stoppage, plus 175, and you can get that on DraftKings Same Game Parlay over on the app. It should be live on Saturday morning. All right, let's get to Jamel Herring and talk all things boxing. Let's bring in our guest this week. You know him. Arguably the most respected fighter in the game. Maybe the funniest. uh, Maybe the most busy. Former world champion. Former Marine. Always a Marine. I corrected myself Uh there. Jamel Herring is with us this week, and I love it. So let's get into it. Jamel, how's everything going? You're coming to us everything, from Alabama. Everything's good, man.
1: Everything, yeah, everything's good right now. I'm in Alabama, but I had to I had to get in here with you, man. So.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Always a time to talk about boxing, right? Yes. Are, I like to say we're like in like a little bit of like a slow period, considering where we were, like April, May, June. Uh, but there's still good boxing every single week. Right. Last weekend, you were on the call in international feed for ESPN. In Hinckley, Minnesota, So Gabe Flores uh, lose again. We saw a really good competitive main event uh, yeah. with Isaac Dogway coming on top. So even like the slower weekends are still fun, and that's a, cool. a sign of like we're having a really good year in boxing.
1: Right, correct, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um Even the uh, the weekend before that, when I, when I went to go see uh, Arnold Barbosa fight, that was an interesting, mm-hmm. that was an interesting matchup as well for. You know, a slow time in boxing, but definitely some some good competitive matches that we have seen as of late.
0: Yeah, the Barbosa weekend also was the weekend where we saw Ryan Garcia. And I feel like right now uh, maybe we do have a slow time, but that does not mean that there are, we aren't going to talk about potential fights that could be made. I feel like right. the discussion right now for the last two weeks is about Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis. It's about the fighters at 130. 135 140 those three weight classes I feel like right now are are generating a lot of headlines generating a lot of what ifs you watched Ryan Garcia's fight uh, two weeks ago when he uh, beat down Javier Fortuna what did you make of Ryan Garcia's performance
1: um in terms of the eye test I thought he I thought he passed the test I thought he passed it um we all know, we all know that um Fortuna has has had his best days, of course, especially mm-hmm. maybe at, at lower weight classes like 130. You understand this fight was at 140. But at times in boxing, some people love to compare fighters against a common opponent. You know, Gar- you know, Fortuna's been in there with with many good names, Robert Easton Jr., Jojo D as a, as a recent. So I thought um the way he closed out the show against Fortuna, he he, he did well.
0: Do you think it was more like, because I have two ways looking at it. I, I was there in the arena, and I thought Fortuna would pose a little more of a threat. Uh, yeah, like you said, he's he is a little bit past it. Uh, he's been in some really uh, big fights. He's a kind of an enigma. Like he's had fights where he's looked great, where he's had like first yeah. round knockouts, second round stoppage. Yeah. He's had fight where he struggled. He's missed weight. He's had no contest. Like he, he you don't know what you're gonna get when he yeah. steps into the ring. But, but my main, what I'm trying to get at is here is did you think it was more? Like Ryan Garcia was more impressive, or do you think that man Fortuna just didn't really put up much of a fight?
1: I think I think uh, I had a little it had to do, it had to deal with a little bit of everything. But being honest, there's a little bit of everything. Yeah, it, it was wasn't so much. We you clearly see on the rib. It wasn't the old Fortuna, the, the old Fortuna that we used to seeing, You know, the real aggressive Fortuna that that's like throwing in punches from weird angles at times. Also, like you pointed out, um. You know, he's had issues with weight. I believe that was an issue with this fight that um, he could, he felt like he didn't have enough time to make the 135 limit that, that was originally, you know, scheduled. So they went up to 140. And, but, and, and Ryan was just, I think Ryan was just younger, stronger. And for that weight, it was, he was just too big. It was just too big for him.
0: Do you think he gets like, it's a lot of disrespect for Ryan Gracie, in my opinion. Um, there's a lot of things you have to get past. In order to appreciate his boxing skills, yes, the ridiculous social media following. By his own admission, he's a goofball. You know, he's told me himself, like I'm a goofy guy. Like I, that's just what I am. Like he's from a different generation, different generation than you and me. We're, we're about the same age, but if you peel all that back, if you can get past the the looks, you can pass some of the the cringe moments. You can pass the, the social media. This is a damn good fighter. This is a guy that's been doing it since uh, eight years old. Yeah, the kid, the kid, kid, can, the kid fight. can fight. Do you think a lot of people look past that? Because I saw a lot of things uh, two Saturdays ago, like you know, being a little more selective, walking down as a pony, doesn't jab much. But this is a guy that you know, we, I think we should be giving a little more credit to.
1: No, he, he he's dangerous. He definitely he definitely has the goods. I think he gets more criticism because he doesn't put people feel at, at least he doesn't put as much time into his boxing career as he does for everything else on social media to the mm-hmm. modeling, whatever you want to name it, but. I think that's where it mostly mainly comes from because a lot of people are more frustrated. Can I could even see with his, with his own fan base? They're more frustrated because they feel that he should be at this level, but yet he's still, you know, they feel like he's dragging his feet, you know, getting to the real fights that we want to see, like the big fights against the Haneys and the tanks and, and so on.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, there is, there is a little bit of, like, you know, impatience because he was on like this trajectory, and then last year was was a disaster, or, or any way you want to look at. It. I wouldn't say disaster; it's a little harsh. But you know, the injury, the the mental health—that definitely stopped him, and it left a lot more doubts. But now this is two fights in four months. Uh, he says he wants to fight again in December. Uh, leads me to my next question: It's the million-dollar question right now in the boxing world—is the Tank Davis fight is it next? In your in your humble opinion.
1: Honestly, I can't I don't think I don't I don't know. I don't and I'm leaning towards I don't think so. and, I, and I'm going and I'm going to say not based off because they don't want to fight to the I I believe honestly where Brian where Garcia is at in terms of um the money he's making, you could say like the kid the kid is spoiled if you want to say that, because they said it on paper, you know, he his last fight he made two million just to fight a fortuna. When it comes out, you know me being a fellow a fellow fighter as well. When it comes down to negotiations, they're gonna you are, you know they're gonna argue down who they, even right. now who's the a side, who gets what, and I feel like if you're giving Ryan Garcia two million to fight a Javier Fortunio, imagine what he's gonna want against a you world champion in a dangerous in in a, in a dangerous world champion in, in Javante Davis. So yeah. I take things like that to consideration. Like this man, this kid is making more than some world champions are already. So imagine what he wants when it's time to really fight for a world title.
0: Yeah. I mean, you've been in these negotiations. You've been a part of big fights, uh, big negotiations, what it takes to make a fight. And yeah, he is getting 2 million to fight Fortuna. He was barely touched. I talked to him after the fight and uh, it was about 12,000 in the crowd, which is down from his last fight, which was in Texas. Right. So there's no doubt about it. That tank is the A side. I mean, he has a better resume he has he's been on pay per view, and we can debate whether the numbers were good or not. They're good or enough for today's yeah. standards. And he sells out arenas. There is no okay. doubt about. it. You can see that with your eyeballs. You can see eighteen thousand at Staples. You can see eighteen thousand at Barclays. You can see fifteen to eighteen thousand in Atlanta. There's no doubt about it. It's going to come down. I do agree that it's going to come down to the concessions that Ryan Garcia will make. Uh, whether the zone is involved, is a big stumbling block right now. Talking with Steven Espinosa over the last couple of weeks, they're adamant that it has to be on showtime. Business standpoint, from business state of mind, do you think that this fight it, it, it could is it big enough to be a split paper? Is it big enough to have two networks involved? You know, given
1: what we think it could do. I, I believe I believe it is. I believe it is because um remember. Despite everything that, like, even with the um, you know, the draw and, and things of like that, Ryan does have a, um a big following even outside of a, the typical boxing, you know, media world. And you know, like Tank Tank Davis alone, yeah, he, he has a he has a great following himself. And I believe a fight that big, because at the end of the day, it still is a big fight because mainly people want to see what Ryan Garcia really can do against an elite fighter, and mm-hmm. if and, and and they're both undefeated, so that that always sells. Right there, and you know, then they 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 both bring they both bring knockout power. You know, in boxing, most people, even casuals, they love to see a good a good <laughs> a good scrap and a knockout. So I yeah. think I think it, it can you know if, they, if they're reasonable between both sides, it can you can generate between the split pay per view. in my eyes' opinion, you know, because like I said, we we are we're not we we are in an era where it's not the Floyd and Pacquiao numbers anymore that we that we were used to seeing every mm-hmm. every year at one point in time, but. Still, uh, like, like you mentioned, Tank does still draw good numbers, even by himself, even against guys that you and I may complain about him facing. He still does decent numbers with, with his pay-per-view numbers or, you know, drawing the crowd as well.
0: Yeah, I think you look, look at Wilder Fury, the second fight, did 800,000, somewhere around that range, which is underperformed from what they wanted. But that was still a split pay-per-view. And Wilder had like a twenty million minimum or uh, purse, and Fury's was up there too. Like Tank and Ryan Garcia, we just talked about the type of money that Ryan Garcia's. They're not pulling in. They're not asking for twenty million a fight. So even if it does eight hundred thousand, which I think it could top out at, maybe a million if Floyd and Oscar get involved and they really, right. really push it, right. then you're talking about a, a one million dollar, one million home pay per view, which we haven't seen since Triple G and Golovkin, a sold out arena merchandise, that's enough money to split it up. And, you know, you talk about we want to see Ryan Garcia t- pushed. Could you make a case that I want to see Tank Davis in there with someone of his equal because it's not Roley. Uh, He was better than Isaac Cruz. Uh, he's better than Leo Santa Cruz. His best win is arguably Pedraza, and that came, what, five years ago? So I think it's time for, for Tank. I think it's time for Ryan. This fight makes sense for, for so many reasons. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, boxing if I fans are, like, programmed – where they're just like, it ain't gonna happen. It ain't
1: gonna happen. But I think it should. And yeah, it's it's sad. It's sad that we we have fans like that. But it's, sadly, it's at times it's the sad truth. It's Absolutely, sad, the sad truth. For me, fight fans have grown accustomed to you know looking for the big fights, and they never something always happens when you, when you wake up the next morning <laughs> and you go to you go to your social media and you see something about a fallout or, or they are going separate ways or it's always something bad waking up to it when it comes to box. So I can understand that. But yeah, I believe that there's enough, if, if, if all parties involved really want this fight to really happen, as they say, I believe they can get it done and they can be reasonable about doing it as well.
0: Right, I heard about belts. There's no belt on the line, so that's a problem. This is this is not a this is not a fight for for belts. This is a fight for money. It's a prize fight. Yeah. Uh, you know, like look at Tank. He's he's never mentioned to fight Campbellsis. He was never mentioned now to fight Haney. He could have easily found a way to fight those guys. He's in it for money. Leonard Ellaby will tell you the same exact thing. Same could be said for Ryan Garcia. He's turned down mandatory fights. He's turned down interim belts. You know, they're not – I wouldn't say they're not interested in being world champions, but they haven't really made it like their focus. focused. It hasn't been like – another like what I, mean. I
1: I can't – and I can't get mad at Ryan Garcia whenever you said that belts don't matter because if you're paying a kid $2 million, <laughs> <laughs> to fight anybody I, I was i'd probably be the same way oh i don't yeah. i don't need to fight i don't need to fight for a world title i, I oh i could pass on mandatories because if i'm still gonna get seven figure paydays to, and i could to hand pick my opponents myself on my own time you're you know that's a win right there if if you if you have that thought process you're winning yeah.
0: did you see anything though from garcia in this fight that would he would give tank problems i never actually asked you where you stand on what
1: happened Cause he's tall and rangy. He's tall yeah. and rangy. So, so um, if he, if he, and Ryan can box, you know, like I said, he had, he does have a, a good amateur pedigree behind him. So he can box. If anything um, where his, his flaws and everyone always says it is that it's his, his, his defense. He has mm-hmm. holes in his defense still and he doesn't move his head. And with tank, um, I mean, even when you're on the aggressive, aggressive, he's still, he's dangerous. I mean, look at, look what happened to in the, Rollies, the last fight. Rollies yeah. pressing forward and got caught. You know, in in the middle, in the middle of throwing punches. So just imagine, you know, um, you know, timing will be speed and Ryan does have speed. But if you catch Ryan at the the perfect moment, like how Tech, you know, and Tech has the experience to do so. It could be, it could be ugly on that end.
0: <laughs> I love the fight. I mean, just just hearing you say that too, it's just perfect matchup. I mean, yeah. counter punching of tank, the power of tank. Ryan Garcia is a plotter. I mean, that's what he is. I've seen, we've seen enough of his of his fights now. He just comes forward and he mm-hmm. leaves his head high. I mean, he got stung a few times. Fortuna was able, wasn't able to land a lot, but when he did, there were counter shots up top right. over. You know, trying to land that Luke uh, Campbell. Uh, overhand right that knocked down uh, Garcia. So there were a little flaw. I thought it was a, like an A, A minus performance from Garcia. It stopped from being an A plus. Was you know did get tagged a few times. Does have his chin up high. Uh, that's just who he is at this point. But he does have something you can't teach. This the speed and that left hook might be one of the best punches yeah. in boxing right. right
1: now. Yeah, I, and I I called it. I called it. And um, for the match, I say known for to his style in terms of him when he does get aggressive and him jumping in and forward. He's going to yeah. get hit with a, um, with, a, with, a, with a check hook.
0: There you go. That's how it happened. I saw Jojo Diaz after the fight, and he was not impressed with Fortuna's performance. Uh, I said, hey, you took it out of Fortuna. I mean, that's why he didn't look so great. Right, it, and happens. I, it happens. Right. And I asked him, uh, what did you think about Ryan's performance? It was okay. I mean, that's, the, that's honestly, if I was a betting man, as much as badly as we all want to see Tank and Ryan Garcia next, I mean Ryan Garcia, Jojo Diaz is just right there. They're both under the Golden Boy banner. Is, uh, uh, they can fight this December. Easier the
1: to it's easier the two to make, plain and simple. And, and they're both in the same, like said, they're both on the same side of the street. They're both right there. They actually have a history in terms of um, you know, back and forth, um, you know, issues between the two of them. So right. I mean, I mean, and it, let's be honest, Dan. In most and most promoters today, they like to they they actually look for the fights to be made in house first before they mm-hmm. start going out to go find a, you know get get their guy or get their fight. So, the minute I I, I, and I hate to say it, but I feel as the minute any bit of the negotiation goes south, then they're going to just quickly say, you know what, and jump right <laughs> back right back to oh, let's right. just do a fight. They are not then i ain't going to try to the, the iron it out. Nope, we're just going to. Uh. And just go with JoJo.
0: Yeah, I think it will be the both fight December, November, December. Um, tank, maybe Cruz. That's the thing is like Tanks doesn't have like that in house option. I know they can cook someone up. PBC yeah. always is able to find someone that could fight Tank. And just like our point with Ryan Garcia, Tank is getting you know he's going to get several million to fight anyone. He's going to sell out pretty much any arena because when people they go to Tank fights as if, as if it's an event. I mean okay. it's yeah. a great. Recipe. I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to knock Leonard, Elby or Mayweather because I think any promoter would sign up for the the game plan that they have. Finding an opponent that's that's beatable, selling at an arena, and doing it twice a year. But at, at we we talked about this to a blue in the face. Like it's got to the point where where tank like. The fan, it's getting to the point where he has to fight someone like a big name, like the top guys, uh, Ryan Garcia, Haney, uh, Lomachenko, uh, whoever it may be. Like, it has to come soon, so
1: so that's, that's the a case. Crazy, that's the crazy part, though, Dan. After watching Ryan's fight, it's just, it's just, we live in a crazy time where Devin Haney was in the building, and it's like <laughs> they just didn't even acknowledge. And this is the man who's the lineal, yep. undisputed world back, you know. Just even say you could even say 10 years ago, any any um, top challenger would have been jumping at the chance to fight the undisputed world champion and get all the belts at one. But nowadays, it's all about well, how much can they draw? How much can I make? Yeah, and, and, and if I can make more by taking less risk, I'll go that route. That's well, you're a saying.
0: fighter. I mean, I mean, you guys put up with the with ridiculous uh training schedule, ridiculous sacrifices, taking legi- leg- like literal punishment. In the ring, so can you knock like a tank? Can you knock a guy that wants to make no, the most ter- amount ter- of money? In
1: terms, in terms of um, you know his lifestyle, well-being, and if, if you are living comfortably and well, I right, go. I say go for it. I would say go for it. But I, I just pointed out like it just uh, how different the times are. Right. back in the back then, the belts actually brought the money. The, the <laughs> now today it's all about hey, if you have a good name, you can you, you, you're a draw. Yeah. That's that's enough right there, and, and that's what and that's what the base what Ryan Garcia is. He just you know, he, he has a he has a name. He, he has polarizing. Yeah, he, he has a he's a draw. Yep. Hey, if he doesn't. Hey, whatever. He, he's making more than world champions now. Well, you know?
0: you know, a Ryan Garcia fight and tank fight is, is one of the three biggest fights in boxing. It's the one that can maybe reach a million. Haney and tank. Great fight. I mean, it'd be awesome to see that, but it's not selling. It's not put up the same type of numbers that uh, a Ryan and Tank fight, I mean, that just is what it is. I mean, me and you know the the boxing landscape enough. Tim Bradley said something that was really interesting after the fight um, on Saturday during the State of the Game uh, show on ESPN that he believes that Ryan Garcia has a higher upside than Fimo Lopez. I was like, wow, that really made me think. What are your thoughts on that? Who do you think has the higher upside?
1: Uh, I think – Probably because if we like, it's no secret we all know what T.O.P. has been going through in and out of the ring. So I'm pretty sure you know that that's that played a lot to where he's where he's coming from. And on the last line, let's not forget this is this is the boxing world. The minute you lose that 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 oh, it seems like that aura, you know, vanishes for the time being until you until you come back and do something drastically different in your career. But I mean, right now, you probably could say so because again. Um, Ryan does have a lot of marketing behind him. Like, I mean, he has he has a, he has a totally different base outside of boxing. So, in, ter- in terms of you know just just being more of a of a face, you know, out there in terms of boxing, maybe so. But I still say that Tiofimo is probably the more you know skillful, has more and more tools, you know, in yeah. his back. But I, I I can understand I can understand where, where Tim is coming from as well.
0: I love him. Just saying that right there makes you think. That's why he's he's like the Charles Barkley of boxing. I always tell him. <laughs> he my is, time. He really but is. I say you're the Charles Barkley of boxing, but you want a title, and he 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 likes that one. But uh, yeah, I agree with you that you know I, I think Tiafimo is the more skilled fighter, no doubt, uh, has more accomplishments. But if you're going for upside, it's like maybe Ryan Garcia has a better team in place. You know, his dad was willing to step back. And allow him to train with the Reynoso, or allow him to train with a with a Joe Goosen? Uh, right. Is that still involved? Where on the other end, you know, TFmo Senior, I haven't seen any difference, any change in their attitude, any any change in their behavior that's from the they, loss of yeah, Cambosos.
1: That's going to that, be where it, that can actually. And I, and I love Junior, but, that, but that's what Tim probably could look at as Tefimo basically being stagnant or crippled because yeah. you know he hasn't had a chance to be. They'd probably be placed in a different trainer's hands at least right now. Whereas, like you pointed out with Ryan's situation, his father, you know, let him put trust into other trainers to where, you know, Ryan has shown improvement to spots as he has since when he first turned pro. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, again. I feel like it's one of those things when once you take that loss, that people start, you know, start asking if you still, if you are still serious, or you still having that time. Well, it's how you take the loss. You know, it's
0: yeah. it's how you look in the loss. It's how you act afterwards. Your mindset. And did you catch the interview with Tefimo and Kareem? Oh, like, oh,
1: oh, when you put it that way, it wasn't we. I, I, Tio's my guy, but it, it wasn't the greatest um, outlook after that loss, especially with the moments within the ring. People, we, you know, people um, had a sour face about how he carried himself and. Uh, pretty much that was a bit of the signs of where his mentality state was at right then and there also in the, in the middle of the ring after that after his last fight but who knows
0: yeah he said some things in that interview like i still thought i won you know you he said, said i, I was-
1: won you see he lift my hand up and <laughs>
0: i know but like there's two ways to look at it i mean, asked you the fighter i ask you like i've seen two sides of this guys that will fight a loss you know, till they're till they die. Uh, you know, they just they have that mentality where no, I never love that blah blah blah. Or well, this guy accepting a loss, learn from it, and makes you put it behind you. Where do you stand in there? You know, as a guy that's reached I'm the, the pinnacle guy. and also has lost.
1: I'm the second guy. I'm the I'm the second guy that, I like. Listen, I didn't probably didn't do what I had to do tonight. Um, if anything, don't be so I won't be so hard on myself, but I have to look at the fight again and take it as a lesson more than a loss. But that's yeah. just that's just me. Um, I, I we we all see it in boxing. <laughs> the minute you get on, even because the first thing these fighters do today is go on social media. So the minute you go on social media with the with the Twitter fingers and the excuses, yeah. you lose all credibility. No matter if it was a close fight or a good fight or not, you lose all credibility in that fight because people feel as you know you're just making you're so a sport. You making yeah, excuses. you don't want to see that. Don't, don't want to see
0: excuses. Uh-huh. Like Cambosa's taught the big game before he fought Haney. I mean, the ridiculous, the mind games, the what, right. I, what was what do he said the mental mental warfare whatever he said before <laughs> that and after he lost he 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 gave pay his respects and we we'll do it again uh you know hasn't made an excuse and okay that's fine it, it's boxing and you're right like this stupid notion that you have to have this oh as bad as we think we're like being far removed from the mayweather era where everything is about to oh there's still a stigma around losing a fight like that, but it's, I believe it's how you handle the loss. Yeah. And I think T female, honestly, I love the kid. I I've, you know, was one of the first to interview him when he first onto the scene, consider him a friend, haven't heard from him in a while because it goes up beyond just me interviewing him. I consider oh, him right. a friend and to see that interview, to see where his mindset's at, it's a little troubling. Uh, we'll see because he fights in, in two weeks, um, you know, much of a tune up fight, but you know, like at 140, there's a it's a wide open at 140 for, for Tia female. Take a look at some of the belts that are coming off of the waist of Josh Taylor. Uh, you take a look around at the rest of the division. It's it's pretty open. They've got guys like Jose Ramirez who are, you know, talking about going to 147. You got Jose Cepeda, who's been around for a while. Regis Progre, who can't seem to find a big fight. There are big names, and there are winnable fights for T. Fimo. So if he can get back to the right mindset, if he can get back to stabilizing his personal life, you know, he could be a guy that could just get
1: back to the top, right? Right. Yeah, of course. Of course. Like I said, um, 140 at one point in time, it, it was like how 135 is right now. It was just yeah. one man, had all the belts, and, then, and he, even then, the um, – even now, so matter of fact, even now, so 140 is still at least stacked with a lot of good contenders, at least, you know, trying to get an opportunity shot. But I believe, like you said, Tio Fimo, um, he has he still has a good team behind him. Like you pointed out, this is pretty much more so, for two up just to get the rest off, see how he looks. But once he, all he needs is that one good win because he's already high enough in the rankings. Anywhere where people are complaining how high he is in the rankings, so you know, one good win, and I'm, I'm pretty sure before the year is over, he'll be getting looking at a title shot. Oh,
0: definitely. I mean, he's positioned really well. I mean, got ESPN yeah. behind him, has a huge name. You know, I'm pretty sure his new deal has him fighting in a pay-per-view fight. So he has a spectacular knockout, and he'll, it won't be long before he's in there with maybe a Josh Taylor or whoever comes out of that. Uh, Jose, probably more in line with Jose, that Jose ramirez uh, Zapata fight that's supposed to be happening. Um, yeah. I could see that. I could see him going after that one. But it's all about what's above the shoulders with, with TFM. I hope that he finds it because he's a great kid. And yeah. uh, he's a damn good, damn good fighter. Another name—he's uh, at 130 right now, but he's going to be at 135 soon. In my opinion, I think he's going to be the pound for pound best in the world. Shakur Stevenson—he just had his press conference this oh, past I know, week. I
1: know, I know that guy. I know yeah, that you guy. happen
0: to know him pretty well. <laughs> you guys shared that, a dude. ring. You shared some barbs. He's now your buddy. We know I this. Just,
1: I just talked. I, I, I just I just spoke with him too. I just spoke with him. Like, I think the day before yesterday, I, I texted him when he was on, um, going on, going on his Twitter rant.
0: <laughs> Wait, well, so which one? Because
1: like, you have to. He goes on. No, up I think, I think I, which one? I think it was with um my man um IBF IBF. Oh, the sure. guy across
0: who just beat a guy. My man Joe. My
1: man my guy Joe, Joe. Cardina. He, yeah, my guy Joe. I said man, let I said man, just focus on Concier right now, man. That, yeah. It'll. But now me and him have we have a good relationship now. Like I'm talking about, I'll be there. I actually will will be there in Newark for his next fight, but
0: yeah, I'm gonna go to that because I think it's a really good card. Uh, yeah. I just tweeted yeah. it out today. I mean, you I got. Know, the, you
1: know what's good about it, though, honestly, Dan. It's not so much of the like the fights; it's the fact, like they pointed out yesterday, the future. You get to see yeah. the it's the talent on the card that I'm yeah. looking at. Like, you know what? All these kids that were at the post conference yesterday, they, they all have the, the potential to be world champions in their own right. So no, they that's will. Like,
0: I, that's what I tweeted today. It's like yeah. you have a chance. If you want to go to Newark, it's probably a good. It's going to be priced well. You get a chance to see Shakur Stevenson, who's already arrived. Uh, you get a chance to see Keyshawn Davis, who's going to be a future champ, and Bruce Carrington, and Carrington, there's a lot of other I, guys. I, I, the I,
1: Tucker, you know, so on, yeah. and, so on. It's, it's, and Floyd Diaz. It's, it's, yeah, it's a really – it's a, really talented, it's a really talented card. I'm pretty sure a top rank will, you know, match him up to where the fights are entertaining as well. So that's definitely a good card to to um, to um actually, you know, witness.
0: Yeah, but with Shakur, uh, he's a guy that I think could rule over uh, everyone. And uh, be pound for pound number one. Uh, fights, I you know, he's in line to have huge fights with, with a Lomachenko or a Haney. However, the dust may settle, you know, once he eventually moves up to, to, to 135 and, you know, he can see like, you know, he's got his he's got a homecoming fight. You know, he's a main event now. He's got two world titles. But the run that he has been on, you know, starting with your your guys fight, uh, fighting Valdez, now fighting Concesa, who arguably beat Valdez, Valdez. Throw in the fact that he's had some good wins over Joe at uh over Pitbull Diaz. This guy's building a pretty historic uh, beginning to his career, Shakur Stevenson.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, his resume, his resume is, um for, for, his, for his age and where he's at in his career, it's actually pretty, it's pretty stacked. It's, it's a solid, it's, it's solid. And, and it's only, it's only going to get better because I actually know, I know Shakur and I, and I know that he wants the harder fights, the bigger fights, the fights right. that people think that he'll, he'll actually have, have some issues in. So, you know, he wants the Lomachenkos, he wants to fight Tank Davis. um You know, he even wants to, you know, he, he, if it's, if it's, you know presented to him he'll he'll even fight um Devin Haney. So these are conversations that I that I've actually had with him. So I know where his mindset is at. And like you pointed out, this kid could be one he could be pound pound number one someday. But I like I said, as long as he continues just to keep showcasing his talent, mm-hmm. you know, night in, night out, he'll he'll be on his way.
0: Right, the precision, not so much the power. I know he does have sneaky power. It's the precision, the defense, it's
1: obviously. Um, yeah, it's the timing. It's the it's timing. Time. Like I, I was telling Tim the other day in the fighting meeting, I said, "Look, this this kid like scores. Not it's not because he beat me, but I was there. Like you know, I'm in front of him, but it's like he's not he's not in front of me. Like I, yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't get to him. Like, I had the longer reach and every the height, and it's it just hard. But it's because like you pointed out, it's his precision. His um his 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 eye coordination is great. His and his um his timing, his timing. Mm-hmm. I think his timing beats everything. He may not be the the fastest or the strongest, but with timing, you could, you can just do so many things. Would you favor him over
0: any of the guys we just listed?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, like even even against um big punchers, because again, um, you got to touch him. You got to touch him. So if you if you can't hit him, what's the use of being a big puncher? And, you know, if you if you can't hit this kid. And, and, and the thing of the score is you may hit him, you may get one off, but he always makes the adjustments to where he makes it a lot harder for you to get that same punch up again.
0: Yeah, we'd love to see him fight Lomachenko. would love to see him fight Devin Haney. We'd love to see him fight Tank I think, Davis. I,
1: I, yeah, I, I think I'm more interested in that fight because um just more of the technique and tools that Lomachenko can present, you know, because I, I believe Lomachenko is a smart fighter in his own right, so he'll He'll make those adjustments, but like but Shakur is, is like he's so good that like he can make take the bet, you know, the best fighters out there and frustrate. Them. I mean, you see seen even the last fight with Valdez. Valdez yeah. is frustrated in that fight. And Valdez is, is a great champion in his own right. So I think it's gonna have not it's it's gonna have to take a smart mind to yeah. really give Shakur a real challenge.
0: I think Haney and Shakur are gonna be angling for Lomachenko. I think Lomachenko. You know, obviously, 34 years old, has, hasn't fought in a while. Uh, obviously, you know, in the Ukraine, uh, trying to figure stuff out there. But he's still a big name. He's still the prize piece for, for, for Topper. He still signifies a big-time win, if you could pull that off. So I think it's between Haney and uh, Stevenson for that. Maybe Haney has the inside track, considering I believe, he's at 135 I already.
1: Haney. And I believe it's Haney. It's not, it's not, t- it's not saying that because Devin is the, the easier of the two. I believe it's because... Like you pointed out, he's 34 years old now. Um he's old, he's been chasing it. Seems like he I know he's probably frustrated. It seems like everyone around him is getting that undisputed, you know, marker under the name. And he's been chasing that forever. I mean, ever since he moved up to 135 pounds, he's been chasing to, to get all the belts. So I believe that with the time with, with the clock ticking, I believe that he'll choose the um, you know, the one every wars at least. The most. I'm right. um, fighting Shakur right now. <laughs> it's just a handful of well, problems, and it's not. It's not so much. It may, may be a good, maybe a good paycheck, but I, I know for um, I don't think that Lomachenko ever came, ever came out as a fighter that's always hunting for the money. More, he's more for glory yeah. Like, for legacy, yeah, legacy so. for sure. Well, I think about
0: Haney. Haney's fighting Camposos again, whether we like right. it or not. October fifteenth. So you can probably – we're not going to see Haney in there until springtime next year. So if we're going to see Shakur now, if he wants to stay and unify or become undisputed at one at thirty now with Cordina coming up, there's a lot of shifting going on. Top
1: I think Shakur right, no yeah, is going to actually – I spoke to him, I asked him what, what he wanted to do because I was like, listen, you, you have the WBO title. You know, that's a bargaining chip. When you move up, that's automatic. Right, a, with their winner. rules. You look at it, When you look at it because of their rules – but he he did explain that uh, you know he he probably wants to stick around and collect more titles at 130. So why they yeah he the probably see the said thing that you just mentioned. He's probably looking at you know Devin and Lomacheco are tied up anyway. So yeah, I might as well just, you know go my you know create my own path and go my own way and and, and do as much damage as I as I can as super featherweight before moving up to lightweight.
0: And he and this Cordina fight just pretty much fell into his lap because we before the Cordina knocked out uh, Gawa, it wasn't really like a big fight out there. You know nothing right. that Bob would want to make. You know, like there's no one in this division. Like he wants him to move up. So, with when Cor- when Cordia knocked out Ogawa, he put him on the map. That's an international flair now. That's a big fight that they could potentially build up. So I, I agree there. Shakur's got to get past out too. Festuccia's very tricky. Um, right. It's funny that they're looking at this as like some type of tune-up fight coming off of his fights with you hey, and Valdez. The fight. Hey. Like, <laughs> come
1: fight. Like come on, is good. Good. Is legit. What is that good? This, this is why this is why i think that there's nothing against um say you know he deserved that he deserved another opportunity after the whole thing with that yeah. but the issue with him is if you really look at it he fights at one speed he fights at one speed he'll throw a lot of punches in but he'll throw, and he'll throw he'll throw a lot of punches hard mm-hmm. but it's all one speed and i know Shakur will pick up on that and that's when you'll start seeing him you know being a, a more of a surgeon and just you know just 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 piecing them up cutting them up in there afterwards. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this
0: weekend, fights over
1: on Showtime
0: Barclays Center. Danny Garcia is back against Jose Benavides. That is a a fight, a crossroads fight, because What's it, you
1: say, said, saying, can you say a crossroads fight? It, it is. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's a It
0: depends on what they really want to do. Because Jose Benavides, right. I would say, is a part-time boxer. Obviously, injuries and whatnot. Uh, hasn't really been in there a lot haven't seen much of him same can be said for for danny garcia obviously a great career a career that most fighters would dream of uh you know world titles big fights big stages but has not been in the win column in a while has not fought mm. in 18 months i want to ask you this you're a fighter in your last fight and when you're in a training camp and you know you were coming towards the end of the career you've uh, come you've had same thing as danny garcia reached the pinnacle won a world title did retirement creep into your mind during training camp, and do you think the same is going on for Danny Garcia?
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. At least for me, at least for me. Um, I don't know how Danny, how Danny might be thinking, but I, I, I watch, I watch a lot of Danny does, especially on social media. It seems like he's more enjoying the benefits that boxing has brought to him. You know, he's out there, yeah. really, he's, he's doing really good for some property mm-hmm. traveling, great so, you know, family plenty, guy too. Yeah, he's living, he's living his life. So. But when you get like that, because like I said, boxing is a poor man's sport. But when you start living comfortably, it's like after a while, it's like you start saying, "I really, I really don't need this. I really don't need it. like you point, like you mentioned, like I don't be I'm constantly going through eight week training camps, bad, you know, bumps and bruises, early mornings, and it's like, oh, if I don't, if I don't have to do this anymore, you know, if it doesn't work out, then I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. And that's 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 the real situation where I was at myself. That's why like. Uh, I was saying, I was explaining to somebody is sometimes with certain fighters, you know, they want to walk away, but they're forced, you know, they're forced to fight because of, of whatever, you know, financial situations or whatever they may be going through. But in terms of the Danny Garcia, I don't think he, he doesn't, he doesn't need boxing anymore. So it, it's more, I think it from him is more of, okay, let me just see if I can win a world, a world title in a new division, just to add them to my, um, to my great resume. And we'll see from there. But if it doesn't happen, I'm pretty sure Danny can easily yeah. say, "Hey, you know what? I did what I did. Uh, you know what?" Goodbye. Yeah.
0: I mean, he wants to win a world title in the third division. But damn, bro, 154. There are straight up savages I mean, in that weight class.
1: Yeah, Charlo. Time, 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 again, it's another division where all the titles are tied up. One right. Band.
0: I mean, Charlo and Tim Zou are fighting in January. There's a, there's, a, yeah,
1: there's a line, and there, yeah, exactly. And there's a line. Unless Charlo, so let's say, goes out his next fight, you know, beats you, and he he he'll, ha- he'll have to basically, you know, let all the titles go in, in order for Danny. Because like I said, Danny's not a, a young spring chicken either. Wow. So if he has, if he, has, if, he has, if he's want to go for that that run, he has to do it now. But he's, he still has a line to wait in.
0: Yeah. Not to mention like Spence Crawford, eventually going to be at 154. Uh, Sebastian Fundora, I mean, who the heck wants to fight that guy? Uh and, then there's other, of, and there's other a lot and there's other names like Charles Conwell 150. I mean the 154 is loaded with talent, so I don't exactly know what the end game is for Danny Garcia. Great guy, he's given a lot to the sport, he's made a lot of money, but it's still gonna be a fun fight, I think. It's a cross where ben- right. benavides can crack. Uh I think it will be an exciting fight. It's a pretty decent card. Adam Konacki's on it. Uh Gary Antoine Russell. Who uh, yeah. is a stud? I think he, I 140, can give anyone fits too. He is really, really good too. So, Agree. Do you have anything to say about Gary Antoine Russell?
1: No, I mean the, the whole Russell. Um, well, well, first and foremost, I know it's been a while, but um, condolences to their to their father. Yeah. I, I I know Big G, you know, coming up in the amateurs, but again, I, I know that whole entire family. That family is 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 a breed full of full of fighters. Yep. And um, some and some may say that he may be one of the most talented out of out of all the all the current fighters of the family fighting now. To be honest, at 140, so that's saying a um, lot too. Good I, I just think you know what it is. We also we just want to see more. We just want to see more because now we're so used to we're so used to being in an era where if you're good or if someone if if you're promoting your backing says you're good, you're, you're constantly constantly being forced into. You know our our faces, where right. where we are reminded of you at least, and we know you're out there. But with with you know with Gary, he's like that. He's like that that fighter. Well, you know he'll fight, and then you won't hear from him again until it's time to fight again. And, and so I I would just like to leave – if he's going to be that time I'd like to see more of him and for him to stay busy and him to where he started at least getting those bigger fights where his fists do all the talking. So, well, yeah. We to, well, well, what's Gary doing? Well, we, well we know he's fighting. This guy, at least, because, you know, this yeah. guy is, is an elite fighter. So I'd like to see him, um, you know, stepping up in competition because he is good. But it's it, 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 it just, it just different these days when, in terms of fighters when you mention them.
0: <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the Antoine Russell, the younger one, will look at and try to like not. Follow. I obviously wants to follow in the, in the footsteps of his brother, who is a world champion, one of the longest tenured world champions. But the once a year thing, it was yeah. like, yeah, Guy Russell's a great fighter. Well, he only fights once a year. It became like a punchline. I'm sure Gary Antoine Russell and, and, wants to and, change
1: that. And the thing is, with, with those fights, it wasn't that one once a year of the, where the fight that we wanted to, that we wanted to see. It was more the once a year because he has a mandatory in the line and you have to fight him unless he, unless he wants to get stripped. Right. So even that once it once a year, it wasn't like it wasn't like in an, in an event. It was just a fight. And it's not, it's not taking anything away from Gary's skill. Gary, Gary's, you know, incredibly skillful. But at the same time, because we weren't getting the fights that we wanted to see, like the Santa, Santa Cruz fight that, that basically that, that's long overdue, that really it's, don't gone. It it's yeah, far gone. But those those big names that we want to see him in here yeah. you know, was always something that came up that while we couldn't get it. So after a while, people got frustrated. So of course, you don't want to see his brother, who's not a world champion, who hasn't made his own name yet, mm-hmm. you know, fall into the same category.
0: Gary
1: Russell versus Tank Davis, I'm calling him here right now. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 you have to give it to Tank Davis. Decent. But so, I can just
0: see, like, PPC is not afraid to come up with these, like,
1: yeah, with these the, matchups the, that you never that, would think yeah, of. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're right. But yeah, after Gary's last fight, I'll, I mean, it was interesting just the, the thought of it before Gary's last fight. But after the last fight, it's like, no. Yeah, hurting his shoulder. I think, I, I think the once a year thing now is catching up yeah. to that ring rust is hurting you.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Hopefully it's on Abner Maris. I don't want to see Abner Maris. Like he's coming back. I don't know exactly why, um, you know, he's at the eye problems and he hasn't been in the ring in a while. he's got a pretty good thing going on with Showtime, but that's a rumor that we've heard too, is Tank versus Abner Maris. It's tough to walk away, right? I mean, uh, have you officially
1: retired? I know. That it was that- <laughs> Trust me. I'm not to that. I miss it. I miss it. But like at the same time, like again, I'm not many excuses, but like my body from all like over 20 years of this sport, like, yeah. it's like I was like, OK, my 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 body isn't reacting the same. I can't if I can't hold them, my, my arms and my shoulders are constantly throbbing to protect myself. Why would I want to continue putting myself through that? I was even thinking about honestly, I was even thinking about, you know, maybe now finally going to see surgery, because for me, when I won the title, it was considered late in my right. career. So mm-hmm. I couldn't afford to take time off to go get those, you know, those, those, those soldiers and, and shoulder injuries and everything. Yeah, you like, had to earn. surgery So it was like, listen, if I take time off, I might lose the best years of my my career. Yeah, so wow. I, I just dealt with it. So that, and that, that's one reason why, I you know, like you answer your question about, you know, if fighters ever want to come back. Yeah, sure. I would love to continue to fight. But if I, if I, if I know that I can't be at my best, then why would yeah. I continue to put myself to that?
0: But some yeah. fighters,
1: they just love it. I mean, Abner might feel, I mean, he said I'm 36, but I feel like I'm 26 now. Yeah, of now. course, so you're supposed to say that, but maybe, hey, he, be, he he just misses it. I think once a fighter owes a fighter, so I, I yeah. feel that it doesn't matter how old, I like, mean, look at the event of Holyfield. Look how long it took. He we just don't want to
0: see that, though.
1: Yeah, Fans we don't, don't want to see, see that. But that, just, that just fighters at times, mentality. Just yeah. You maybe. get you had a hell of a
0: career. Like, I, I if you decide to lace him up again, I would obviously watch, but you know, you got a great broadcasting career. I mean, that moment after the fight, I mean, it was pretty. I mean, it was tough to watch, but it was also like kind of beautiful in a way. It's like right. you were able to like see the you the the praise coming in from the fans right. and all over Twitter. And it, you know, it was it was a little awkward at first. That you by, you know afterwards, did you know that question was coming from, from Kriegel? I feel like you were caught a little off guard.
1: Um, no, I, I, I kind of but I kind of sensed it within the room during the the fighting meeting. Like, what was next? I mean. Some even said that I, I, you know, I should have just walked away after the Shakur fight. But for me, because Shakur is a special talent, I, I figured that, you know, that could happen to anybody. I mean, yeah. I've seen it happen to Oscar. because like, you know, Shakur is going to just dominate, period. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, I took it as, okay, it was just Shakur. I could, even to this day, I don't take, I don't lose any sleep losing to Shakur Stevenson. But as a fighter, I was like, okay, let me see, let me see if I, can, if I can, if I still have it at least. Okay, let me just regroup and do that. But it just, when I, when I was in there, in the beginning, I felt strong, but as as, as the rounds went by, and usually I, I'm the, I'm the fighter that's always fresh and just yeah. pushing. Them up. Man, I just don't I don't feel right. I something just doesn't feel right. And after that, I was like, listen, I'm I like even um I walked over to top ring Matt Brad Goodman, mm-hmm. and Bruce, and I told them right there on the spot, hey, I appreciate you guys, but now I'm done. I I I like, I, I had a good I had a good run. I, I did more than what anyone thought I could do anyway, but. Hell yeah! you over—I mean, you
0: overachieved. I mean, you reached the pinnacle at a, and you started late. You Had a great career. Started with PPC, yeah. go to Top prank, just pull up. I mean, and for just to you, know, you see, like guys say, "Oh, I don't know if I want to keep going on," and they linger. But just to kind of see some, like uh, you know, like an end on exactly. TV, that was great. And now you have this broadcasting career. I really exactly honestly, the
1: same thing you said. about I know when you said that, but I'm not thought about myself. I was like, listen. Yeah. I'm doing the same. Look, uh, Sean Porter, another one. I'm happy. I, I, I'm. I am totally fine if I could just sit out inside the ring and still enjoy the sport that I love from the right. outside. Though, look, looking in, I, I'm fine with that. And I and I so and I understand where where um, Sean Porter and Abner may feel on that stance as well. But some fighters, they just missing it. I guess he just wants to. I guess he needs that one last run to see if he still yeah, has something. To I, I feel a
0: competitor. He's a competitor. All fighters yeah. are competitors, but. I mean if it is the end you thanks for for all the memories and I know I told you on Twitter but it's good to say it to your face and now you're having uh the second part of your career you know working for in broadcasting and 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 uh love it I mean you have a lot of good insights I mean I think you could
1: do a podcast. And is a great and she's a great mentor. I, I Poncho is a great. Oh, she's mentor. the best. She's, yeah she's a great. She's she's um one of the best. I I believe that she um she does her job just as great as anyone out there in in the field. So I I have to give thanks to her cuz she's always She's always, um, you know, giving me tips and points to do it. And it's just fun. So I I enjoy it.
0: That's awesome, man. I love talking boxing with Jamel Herring. Uh, one of the best in the biz. Thanks a lot, man. We're going to do this again soon.
1: Anytime, dude.